0: Turn in your Bible to Psalm 107, verse 2. Psalm, <clears throat> Psalm 107, verse 2. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. This verse is in book 5 of the hymn book of the Old Testament, the Psalms. This verse comes right after verse 1, which encourages us to thank the Lord. He comes just before a description of what God has done for his people. He gathered them out of the lands from the east and the west and the south and the north. They were hungry and thirsty for righteousness, and he met their need. Their soul fainted, and he refreshed them. The Lord had delivered them out of distress. Four times in this chapter, we read these words, Oh, that men would praise the Lord. Look at verse 8. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness, for his wonderful works to the children of men. He satisfies his people. He does what is necessary for his people. And in Deuteronomy chapter 32 How should one chase a thousand, and two put ten thousand to flight, except their rock had sold them, and the Lord had shut them up? For their rock is not as our rock, even our enemies themselves being judges. So one reason we need the redeemed of the Lord to say so is because of the strong rock we have. Then look in verse 15 of this chapter. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. He saves, he satisfies, he has broken the gates of brass. He saves us from our distresses. There's not one person in this auditorium who had not had some distress, some trouble. But in the time of trouble, he will hide us in his pavilion. In verse 21, the third time, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. He is with us until the storm passes by. All of us surely know what the storms are. We like to hear Brother Lloyd sing from time to time, He'll be with us till the storm passes by. We have storms of financial difficulties. We have storms of home problems. We have some storms that are of our own making. We made wrong decisions. We took wrong actions. And the storm has come. Trouble of all kind. But he hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. Like a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. And when the storms come, whether they're our own making or they're storms that come from no reason of our own. God said, I'll be with you. I'll be with you till the storm passes by. He brings us to our desired haven. Then, if you look at verse thirty-one, oh that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. This service started this morning by the choir singing, Thou art holy. Thou art holy, for thou hast created all things. And then they added, nothing is impossible when we put our trust in God. One of the reasons we need to praise the Lord is because He disciplines us by turning the rivers into a wilderness as a dip- discipline for our wickedness. Do you ever think of that? When we've done wrong, God reminds us and the rivers are turned into wilderness and we suffer. But then because he loves us. And as far as the east is from the west, so far hath God removed our transgressions from us. He turns the wilderness into standing water. He cares for the poor. Oh, how good God is. Just for a moment, let me give you four thoughts on the value of our redemption. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. This wonderful group that came a while ago and shared there the blessing that came through the home visits and through the prayer vigil. Many of the others of you could give give a testimony of how God has watched over you. When we think of the value of our redemption, I think of that passage in 1 Peter 1, verses 18 and 19. Listen to this. For as much as ye know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. We have been cleansed. We have been forgiven. We've been bought from the slave market of sin. We've been made to be part of the people of God. And listen, this is not bragging. We've been made of somebody. Don't ever allow Satan to push you in a corner and make you have inferiority feelings or an inferiority complex as if you couldn't do something as well as somebody else could do it. That doesn't matter. God doesn't compare us to each other. He gives us an assignment, and He says you're part of the people of God, and if you'll do what I ask you to do, I'll be satisfied. We don't all have the same talents. We don't all have the same money. We don't all have the same gifts. And like the theme of this campaign, we're going to be in not equal gifts, but equal sacrifice. And here's That has nothing, but he gives what he can. He is equal with the person who has a whole lot and gives a whole lot. In a Baptist church, you may be sitting next to a millionaire or a pauper. All are alike in God's sight. We have no classes. There are none bigger or better than somebody else. We're all equal. And when we come to the cross, remember, the ground is common and equal at the cross. Nobody can come bragging. We have to come in humility and ask God to cleanse us. And then the verity of our redemption. 1 Peter 2.9 You're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Life has purpose now it never had before. That's the reason we sing that song over and over. Page 302 in your book. Oh, it's wonderful to be a Christian. Wonderful fellowship with God's people. The verity, the reality, the truth of being God's child causes us to want to say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Thirdly, the vision of our redemption. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 10, "...which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy." Friend, in Christ, if you've been redeemed, you're somebody for the Lord. There's an old song that we haven't sung recently, but we used to sing a lot. It's called Glorious Freedom. Once I was bound by sin's galling fetters, chained like a slave, I struggled in vain. But I received a glorious freedom when Jesus broke my fetters in twain. Freedom from all the carnal affections. Freedom from envy, hatred, and strife. Freedom from vain and worldly ambitions. Freedom from all that saddened my life. Freedom from pride and all sinful follies. Freedom from love and glitter of gold. Freedom from evil temper and anger. Glorious freedom, raptures untold. Freedom from fear with all of its torments freedom from care with all of its pain, freedom in Christ, my blessed Redeemer, he who has rent my fetters in twain. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed out of the hand of the enemy, the vision of our redemption. Remember, you think what God has done for my life and your life. We're accepted by him. He is our Lord and King. We can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me last of all, the victory of our redemption. No wonder the psalmist cried out, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. You just think of the victory. There's victory in Jesus. Free from the law, never thirst again, and when the evening of life comes, and it's coming for all of us, there'll be no dark valleys when Jesus comes. We'll behold him. Someday the silver cord will break, And I no more as now shall sing, but oh, the joy when I shall wake within the palace of my king. And I shall see him face to face and tell the story saved by grace. Friend, if you're here tonight and you don't have that story, you have not been saved by grace. You're still dipping in the world's pleasures. You're still trying to get all the bubbles of your life from the vain things this world has to offer. Oh, let me encourage you to come to Jesus. Come to Him, and you'll be redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Your sins will be cleansed. You'll be forgiven. You'll be, you'll be God's child. And when you come down to the end, whether you're a little child, or a teenager, or a young adult, or an old man, there'll be no dark valleys. And you can leave a trail of testimony behind you that says I'm on my way to Emmanuel's land we've had a lot of funerals in this building almost every time I come in the auditorium I say thank you Lord for this beautiful place all of its architecture all of its beauty and then I look down here where the memorial table is and I think of person after person who's been part of our fellowship They've gone down in the sleep of death. And we brought that earthly tabernacle into the auditorium here as a fitting tribute that says, I would like to be in the house of God. And we have a tribute service. And I think of over and over and over again from the very first funeral Judge Phelps in 1957 So the last funeral we had here, Helen Rigsby, these were men and women who testified of God's grace and who were part of the redeemed. My own mother was buried from this place. And my beloved brother, Roger, was buried from this place. And I think that's not defeat. That's not defeat. That's victory. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed out of the hand of the enemy. He'll redeem you today if you'll let him. Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you for this wonderful hour and all the praises that have come to you. And like Barry said a little while ago, whatever it takes, whatever it takes, that's what I'm willing to do. We pray that in this auditorium and those who listen by radio, somebody would say, I'm going to give God my sins, my guilt. I'm going to ask him to cleanse me. I'm going to take a stand for Jesus. I've been saved and God wants me to be baptized. I'm going to do it. Or I want to be part of that church that's trying to do something in the earth for God. Dear Lord, touch hearts. Have thine own way in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand, please. What page? 468, without him, I could do nothing. This is God's invitation. Whatever the Lord has said to your heart, do it. There's some of you who can settle the matter right where you stand in a renewal of your covenant vows, renewing, loving the Lord again. There's some of you who need to come and move your church membership, become part of this church. There's some of you who have been saved. You have not yet been baptized. You need to come. So I'm willing to do that. We're not baptized this morning, but we'll arrange for it. Then there's some who need to say, I've never been saved. I'm not redeemed. I don't have anything to say. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I'm not redeemed, but I need to be. And I want to be. And I want to come to Christ. While we sing, would you step out for Jesus? God help you to do it.